Hello, Big Daddy. From the latest in real estate to the hottest in pop culture, this is the Big Daddy Radio Show. Now, along with his panel of experts, here's your host, one of San Diego's finest real estate agents, Big Daddy Brian Garrity. Oh, but we are, but we are, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. It's Big Daddy Radio Hour here on ESPN 1700 AM. Every week on Wednesdays, we are here to give our audience all the things they want to hear and more. You can always contact us by going to BigDaddyRadio.com. We are able to put you in touch with any of our panelists, such as the beautiful Amanda Silber from Movement Mortgage who does real estate financing and does an amazing, amazing job. She is A+. Hello, beautiful. Hello. And the lovely Michael Ellis Bennett. Hey. Yes, I did not. They did it. Let's see if I can do it more than once. <laughs> well, that's the uh, test. I, yeah, we always get it once. <laughs> Usually the first round, now it's happening. Yes, it's good. You know, all things social media. He can help <laughs> you out with anything that you need, etc. And then I'm Brian Garrity, your host. Uh, in tandem there with... Amanda doing real estate financing. I do real estate sales. So we're a great combo, folks, and we're lots of fun, and we have lots of information. So all that package in one makes it for a, a hopefully wonderful experience for our buyers and our sellers. So today, I want to make sure that you guys know we're continuing to uh, grow our Facebook following. So be sure that you go to Big Daddy Radio on Facebook and like us. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's it's Big Daddy's radar. All right. Yes, yes, yes. The radar is alive and well and scoping things out. I am this week have the most probably what a lot of America is talking about. Uh, God bless those people in Paris and Beirut um, it, on the terrorist attacks. It's horrible. It's scary. We're definitely going to be talking about um, not just Paris, but why why it seems that Beirut, Beirut has just been overlooked because their attack, which happened the day before, was was very savage and horrible as well. Also, half the nation's governors are all saying that Syrian refugees are not welcome to the United States. I find that to be just really ridiculous and crazy, and we can talk more about that, and we will be talking more about that. Um, For those of you who caught the clip of President Obama, it looks like President Obama has hit his boiling point of being criticized on having done nothing in terms of ISIS. Come on, folks, give him, give the guy a break here. He inherited a hot mess of a government, and he has done a lot more than people want to give him credit for. So, you know, I usually stay away from politics on the show, and I, I'm really always conflicted when it comes to Democrat versus Republican versus Independent. I think, you know, liberally, from a Democratic perspective, their social policies, to me, always seem to make more sense. On the Republican side, big government or less government, 
I understand that. So I don't know. It, it's it's conflicting. I do not agree with their social views almost on every single occasion. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> and I I know my Amanda is going to weigh in on it, and my Mikey bestie and my bestie Amanda they're going to weigh in on this today. <laughs> um, Charlie Sheen also came out as being HIV positive. Um, I, we want to talk about that not just because Charlie Sheen was uh, Sheen was HIV positive, but kind of the ramifications of him coming out um, as an HIV-positive individual. You know, does it have the same type of platform as when Magic Johnson did? Obviously, when Magic Johnson came out as being HIV-positive, and you guys were probably molecules floating around (laughs) elementary school or somewhere, um, it was a big, 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 big deal. Like, it was like, stop the presses. It was on every news station. It was on every radio talk show. And that's because we haven't ha- had the, you know, progressive n- medical steps that we now have, et cetera. And we may dovetail into some other things um, that even I wasn't aware of um, that I was talking to Michael about on the way up here. And finally, um, last thing on the radar, Lamar Odom may face charges for alleged drug use prior to coma. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we know how Amanda is with K Clan. So let's put that at the bottom of our list. <laughs> and Just in but, case we don't get to it. Yeah, right. there you go. There you go. That's it. That's how we'll do it. Because that would be our last one is if we have time. But I'm, I'm curious um, what happened in Paris, obviously, was horrific, senseless, uh, just a terrible tragedy. But what happened in Beirut the day before, literally, was as savage and as tragic. Um, I, what are your guys' thoughts about this? I, I have my opinion, but I want to hear from Amanda and Michael about what, what your take is on it. Well, for me, I just noti- I noticed that, I think a lot of people have pointed this out too, that it, it was just was not as widely uh, noticed or as it seems like people didn't really pay attention to it as much. And a lot of people are blaming the media for that, but I don't necessarily think that it's the media's fault. I do think that the media did cover it. I just think people didn't really pay attention to what happened in Beirut as much as they did in Paris. And I think there's a number of reasons for that. Because they're used to seeing things happen in the Middle East type of thing. I think so. What do you think? Yeah, interesting dovetail. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, here's the thing, too. Like, I've been a little closed off in the last, like, week or so to the news. And I'm usually, yes, I'm not great with social media, but when it comes to things like this, I usually start reading articles and, like, researching it. And I'm a little behind right now because I was dealing with some other stuff at home. But mm-hmm. um, I think that a lot of it has to do with just that. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, just another attack in the Middle East. It's like, right. any, it's like anything you'd see any day. And then people realize, oh, no, 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 this was, like, a major like orchestrated attack, you know what I mean? It was a terrorist attack. And now we're dealing with Paris. And I just remember like my mom calling me from the airport or something and she was like, oh, did you hear what happened in Paris? And I'm like, well, if my mom knows what's going on, then, you know, it's a big deal. (laughs) Um, And so then, you know, and then I started seeing all the outrage about like, well, what about Beirut? And I'm like, you know, again, it's more of those things where I'm like, I needed to start clicking on more articles and stuff. But I think it's people are just used to seeing things happen in the Middle East and they don't think, they don't, they don't correlate it as what happened in Paris, which which it is exactly the same. Right. I, I mean, I agree with yeah. you. I just think there's a built-in prejudice against yeah. the Middle East, which I, you know, it's unfortunate. Like, they talk about, you know, the few bad eggs that ruin it for everybody else. Mm-hmm. However, most of this drama, most of where we've focused our energies on as a government the last 20 years, 
um, you know, fighting George Bush's war, basically. Mm-hmm. I and to me, I didn't want to get started about the war part of it because that's a whole nother topic, and it would be at least a three-hour radio show, and I'm sure we would have people screaming up and down. Yeah, we need to start worrying about our own country. When I say that, I'm not talking about these terrorist attacks. I'm talking about us waging war on other nations. Mm-hmm. When it comes to these terrorist attacks, it's like, okay, yes, Beirut happens to be in the Middle East, but. We're, you're talking about innocent people, innocent children, innocent you know wives, people, etc., being killed for no reason. I mean, this ISIS is really scaring me. I mean, it scares scary. me. I mean, I, you figure they hit Paris, they hit Beirut. Um, there's been traces that they found people trying to immigrate in, even into San Diego. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. It was like a camp yeah. up that they were like some training thing. There was a handful of them. This is in the last year or so. So it wasn't super recent, but recent enough to be scary to think like what's going on here. Um, but what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, they were saying also that the attack that happened in, in Beirut was one of the worst that's in the history of the country from, but we didn't really perpetuate that. I think with social media and everything, it was all about Paris, which is obviously. Just as just as tragic, so I think we should be talking about that. But I think people just don't pay attention to if it happens outside the Western world. People are not as interested in in that, right? And you know, France has been an ally for many years since yeah. the wars a hundred years ago. And it, Paris is a beautiful city. Yeah. Of course, it's a a city that would like kind of open itself up to these horrid attacks. There should be no cities that should be targeted. But I'm saying. Right. If these idiots that are out there that are forming these groups, I mean, they're idiots. There's something Mm -hmm. wrong with these people. I don't understand why they think taking human lives is going to further their agenda or is going to give them power because it's not. And so it's really frustrating to me seeing it. And I know you see on Facebook, of all things, um, you could change your profile picture or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you didn't have an option to change your profile picture if you wanted to support Beirut, but if you wanted to support Paris. I mean, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying, it it just goes with our society and and Beirut, yes, it's a war-torn country anyway, but does that mean we dismiss it? Do we lack so much humanity we dismiss it? I don't get that. Right, I mean, also you could see, remember the Empire State Building and the One One World Trade Center, they lit up there for the French flag, and you don't, they didn't do that for Beirut. Root or some of the other atrocities that have happened in the Middle East, and you know, very frequently, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just want this stuff to stop, but yeah. it's not. I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. No. In fact, no. well, and it's not just ISIS. There's like what seven different groups over there right now yeah, that are all at war with more, each yeah. other, and right. like some of them are kind of united, and some of them aren't. And then Russia's funding ISIS or Assad, and you know, people don't understand like. Um, it was funny because I have been following it and I, you know, up until about like literally this week, but, um, there, someone had posted a video on Facebook or something and it was like for dummies, like explaining all the different groups that have what's going on. It's like, okay, we've got the rebels, we've got, um, the Kurds, we've got ISIS, we've got Assad's group, we've got Russia funding Assad, we've got Iran contributing, we've got Saudi Arabia. Right. And it was like, oh my God, like how can anyone possibly keep up with this? You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, <laughs> but ISIS isn't the only problem. Right. You know? no. There's yeah. plenty of other problems out there. And I don't think a lot of people understand that at all, first of all. Um, and that has a lot to do with social media, or I'm sorry, the media, the media uh, yes. in general too, because I feel like 
the media just focuses on ISIS. Am yeah, I wrong? That's, like, do no, I feel no, like no, it's that's mostly like their bone. just ISIS? No, yeah. they're like a dog with a bone. It's and like yes, they've got a hold of ISIS. Sorry, go ahead. Right. No, 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 you're right. And, and they're definitely a problem. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And they're majority of the problem. But, I mean, I know we've been talking about Assad, too. But there's a lot of different facets going on over there. And, you know, the U.S. has been trying to fund... Um, programs to help the rebels but will only help the rebels if they're attacking a certain group um and not anybody else. it's just it's so convoluted it, it well i love that you brought that up though because i you know really like isis because it is so heavily predominant in the media that's always going to be the first thing the media goes to or that mm-hmm. we go to or yeah Maybe what's scarier are these groups that are underneath ISIS and not necessarily underneath from like a strategic level, but just from a a known level is maybe they're scarier. Who knows? Who knows what they're putting together? Well, as soon as you get rid of ISIS, it's just going to be something else. I agree. I agree. Well, look at what happened with the World Trade Center and 9-11 and, okay, kill Osama bin Laden and then everything's going to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. Nothing went back to normal. Nothing. I mean, I feel like with you bringing a baby into the world and... so scary. Is it? I was going to... It is, I think. But I mean, as a mom, of course when you'd have... I wouldn't be the gunkle to many children. <laughs> so, but the, um, but bringing a baby and do you have different worries as a mom than you would have had nine months ago? And I'm using that for lack of a better reference point. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm seven and a half months, but yeah, ten months <laughs> but yes. is the real amount of time it takes to have a baby, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do for sure have those concerns. Like you know, someday, like more long-term stuff. You know what I mean? I feel like we'll always have war, and like that's something that we're going to learn to live with. And I. I feel like right now there's not a lot going on on our soil, right? And I feel like it's hard for me to imagine it going on on our soil just because I've never had to really experience that. Right. Um, But like a lot of stuff that scares me too is like global warming terrifies me. Like Mm -hmm. seriously, really scares me, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, But yeah, all of that, all of that combined, you know what I mean? I'm just thinking like, There was this, I had this thought the other day, I was like sitting at home and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and this and this for my kid. And we're talking about college funds and all this stuff. And I'm like, what if in 20 years, like none of this is plausible or relevant or, you know, like let's not bring the walking dead into it. But you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, sometimes when I watch that show, I get super stressed out because it starts making me think about the end of the world, not necessarily in the zombie apocalypse sense, but like, you know what I mean? Like we could be very easily put into that kind of a state. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of that, have you seen that television show on Fox, The the uh, Last Man on Earth? No. I haven't seen watched clips it. of it. No. It's actually pretty, and it's funny, and the guy, Will Fort, the, he was from Saturday Night Live, he, he, I think he does a pretty good job with the show. It was renewed for a second season. It's already in the second season, but the same kind of thing. It's like he's finding, they're finding people. It's obviously a much more humorous version of mm-hmm. that, but there's only a handful of people left on the planet, and they're trying to survive, and work with it's it's interesting if yeah i would check it out it's kind of funny is it apocalyptic no no it's funny it's a it's a it's i mean they're all there's like seven people left on the earth and they're they're living in santa monica where do they end up they all live in mansions they they started out in tucson but then they ended up going to um 
to uh, Santa Monica this season. So that's where they're at right now. It's interesting. I mean, it's really funny. There's a lot of great, there's a great cast and they're Mary Steenburgen. and she's funny. She's on that too. Sorry to, it's like no, a very no, different. No, no, get, uh, shows about. We don't want it to lose his flavor. I right. didn't want to be like Debbie Downer or David Downer or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> David Downer. Uh, <laughs> or Brian Downer right. or whatever. I, I think it's, I think I'm guilty of it, but it's super right now. Like I, like I said, I would admit it straight out. Like I have not read nearly as much as I need to on these topics. Mm. And um, I think it's all a responsibility to try to get out there and not rely on Facebook at right. all. Right. I love it. Anything you see on Facebook, just ignore it outright. And, you know, still, we're still probably not really getting the sources that we really need. But, like, start having conversations, not on Facebook. Have conversations with your friends in person or start watching the news. Or, and again, I know it's media and they do control certain aspects. And, I know, you know, I was talking to someone the other day. This is also something that scares me about having kids is if you do, like, a tree of corporations and you fight, you know, you're, like, talking the Nestle's and the Coca-Cola's and the the media outlets, like, it's all controlled by, like, three or four corporations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yeah. Completely. It's yeah. really scary. Like, Viacom owns everything. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's sad that, like, that's the state that we're in. But try to educate yourselves as much as possible and don't right. pass judgment before you know for sure. Uh, and like oh, you said hey on Facebook. Yeah, sorry. And like you said on Facebook, I mean, there are so many things that are just completely false. And people, because they're posted, people don't read—they don't read the whole article. They don't research what it is, and it's completely they are going on just completely false, false statements. The only things I see on Facebook are extremes. I never see—I never, ever, ever, ever see something where I'm like, "Oh wow." Were you questioning? Usually, you know what I mean. Like, I think I saw like that one video. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." You know Uh what I mean? And then I still did research on it though, because I was like. I know that all these groups exist and I know that they're being these this group's being backed by this country and yada yada. Right. But it still had an opinion, you know what I yeah. mean, in the video. And yeah. so I, I did research that a little bit further. I've got to tell you, did you see Rose McGowan who was on uh, the Charmed Ones, which I yeah. never missed an episode. I love that show. <laughs> Another guilty pleasure. Um, in fact I may have to at some point remarathon it, but Wes is just like absolutely not. I've already done that with you once. <laughs> He's like, been there, done that. Uh, yeah. Over. <laughs> but the uh, um, the Rose McGowan came out about that Glamour of the Year Award for oh, yeah. Women of the Year Award, What'd she and say? Uh, she wasn't having it. Zero. Oh, about Caitlyn about Jenner. Any of them? Well, she, I guess, in his, in in her acceptance speech, <laughs> um, she came out and said that you know one of the most difficult things for us women is deciding what to wear every day. And oh, she Jesus, was, criminy. What? There you go. There Stop you go. it. Like, yeah, no, it was one of, yelling, one of the... Yelling, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, no, I, well, Rose McGowan had some, we're not on satellite, so I can't really tell you what she said, but imagine. Right. It wasn't, so she put, yeah, wasn't. She, it was an F-bomb. Yeah. She went into, she wasn't having it. And I don't, I, she's like, you have no sense for, that comment leads me to believe you have no sense of what it's like to be a woman, period. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Like, Ooh, and I'm paraphrasing, but not not by much. I'm pretty close to being right on. She then took the comment down because she started getting hate blasted, which, you know what? I want to tell you right now, I, I'm i all about with what Rose McGowan said. I don't think she should have been hate blasted at all. I no. think there's plenty of other issues facing women 
that this country needs to know about or knows about, but stop ignoring and get on board. We've come remarkably far, even in my lifetime, but there's still such a huge, huge path to go for women in general. Right. Um, you know, I'm all about women empowerment and anybody who isn't, um, really, they need to be taken off to the side, put on the knee, and paddle. I had no idea that she said that. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, she, well, because. That it, Caitlin said that. Uh, well, she was the only one that was brave enough to make a post. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. Yeah. It was like, and all the other attendees heard it. And I guess there was, I saw it on the news clip. I think it was, you can look it up E online um, there and look for Rose McGowan. It will show you. But the. Basically, I think everybody was a little appalled. There was a quiet, like, gasp. So, on that note, we're going to go to break. I have my lovely panel back. I'm so excited. We'll be right back, folks, here on Big Daddy Radio here on ESPN 1700. Radio here on ESPN 1700. I have my lovely panel with me today, Amanda Silber from Movement Mortgage. She's busy, busy, busy getting financing uh, in place for all these buyers that are out there. You see, folks, it doesn't matter any time of year, as long as it makes sense. If you as a seller have an exit plan, there's plenty of serious buyers and plenty of serious sellers. Um, I want to shout out to our winner from Dinner Lab. And Michael, why don't you talk about the prize and the winner? Yeah, sure. So we we did a raffle last week about uh, Dinner Lab. So Dinner Lab San Diego, it's, it's a new... Uh, new concept that they brought to San Diego. It's already in 33 cities across the country, but they just started. They just launched it in San Diego, and we gave away, we raffled off a, uh, a select membership. And the winner was chosen today. Her name is Jenna Lloyd. So congratulations to you. You'll hey, be getting, Jenna. Yes, yes. You'll be there getting a uh, an email email from Dinner Lab and it explains the prize, and you can start going to. The events. You'll be uh, special only events that you can get to go to having that select membership. All we want to do is pump you up. There you go. <laughs> and we're going to, Brian, you and I are going to be there on Thursday. So if Jenna, if you're going to be there, we'd love to meet you there yeah, too. Yeah, so. absolutely. So great prize. Thanks, Michael. Um, prior to the break, I want to wrap this one up real quick. We were talking about the Woman of the Year Award that uh, it was issued by Glamour Magazine, although a lot of high profile women actually were. Uh, participating. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner was the recipient and she had made a comment about um, the... (laughs) This just totally makes me enraged. I'm sorry. (laughs) But she made a comment that, you know, being a woman, one of the things they have to worry about the most is what they're going to wear every day. I just was Slap her across the face. Yeah, yeah. that, That really tells me, because he has that platform for the other community, the transgender community, he needs a lot of education there before he starts uh, corking off. And before you start speaking for women, I think you better really get educated really quick. So Rose McGowan. Um, I wonder what Laverne Cox would say to that. I'm, I'm just, curious what the community, that community in general would say. I doubt that they're very happy about things. I'm sure they they weren't very happy with her. I mean, I think in general they're not super happy with her. Don't get me wrong. I really, I, I like Caitlyn Jenner and I admire for her courage, even despite what people say. I do think, however, that she needs to really step up the initiative 
sensitive and educate if that's the position that she put herself in, which is what she did. She purposely said that she was coming out into the limelight to do this, to help other people in the community. And I'm just not seeing her do that as much as maybe she should be. And in regard to her speaking about or winning this award as a Women of the Year award, I don't think she's really qualified to know what it really is to be a woman. Sorry. No, no. No apologies here. And hey, I am 100% supportive of you know, somebody going through that, somebody transitioning, yeah, et cetera. I have, I, I want those people. I understand it's got to be just a horrible thing to be holed up in your mind like that and not be able to be who you are. Yeah. I wish the platform that he was taking was not about dress up and was not about what he needed to wear because prior to the comment he made at the women of the year thing. She. She. Oh my goodness. She. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I appreciate you calling me out on it. She. Um, uh, Anyways, she has said on multiple occasions about, and one of the people on that show that uh, she was on, one of the educated gals on there that was trying to bring information to help educate the public. Right. She said, this isn't about dress up and makeup. Oh, I I, remember that. Yeah, and I thought that was a really poignant thing. So, you know, bravo to him for his courageousness. coming. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Bravo (laughs) to her. I, I have Big Daddy Radio. We love it. We love it. <laughs> I want to say one more thing on that. I think that I, th- I do sympathize a little bit just because she had to pretend that she was who she wasn't for so long that she needs to feel like a woman and get through the process of really getting used to dressing up every day as a woman. And, you know, that makes her feel good. And I think you get that out of your system after having that. For, she didn't have that for so many years. I think it's really something that's very important to her. Unfortunately, it wasn't the right thing to say when you're accepting a woman's women of the year speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike's really nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you really were the, the PC police. The PC police. No, I, get, I totally get what you're saying. And it's funny, though, because it makes me think back to like when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and I was giving everyone <laughs> crap for like Twittering and saying, how can you be woman of the year if you haven't even been woman for a year? Right. And it just kind of, I, it I actually kind of makes sense now. Maybe, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. moving on from that, but <laughs> we get it. And I, I've got to get my pronoun usage better. I apologize. Yeah. Heck, I'm a name butcherer. Now you're expecting me to get the pronouns right. At least I know what part of speech it is. You know, the eight parts of speech. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was actually surprised because when we came back from break, you only introduced Amanda. I think you were trying to dodge the fact that you were going to only, you already got my oh, name right once. Michael Ellis Banna. Ah, you did it. Our Perfect. Our social media director who we love. And he wanted to make sure that he had his hashtag bestie pass there because it was not introduced. <laughs> no, it wasn't about that. It was about you maybe avoiding just actually pronouncing the name right twice in a show. Remember, we had that joke. It's my love and my doting on Amanda. You know how that goes. Um, okay, so what, is, and this brings up all kinds of different things. Number one, there's not one person on this panel that our heart is not ripped out about what happened in Paris. Yeah. I, we've all talked individually. It's tragic. I, I'm glad that everyone is showing the support that they're showing. But just be cognizant that there are other countries where this is happening. And in Beirut, there are a lot of innocent people there that were victimized and, and killed. But, you know, look, Paris is a glorious city and it, it's heartbreaking. Without crime, I mean, it really, it just, grabs my insides and it just rings me to a core. It's heartbreaking. And like Amanda talking about 
baby coming soon. It's stuff like that that I think about. My little baby that's going to come into the world. You just want to be so protective of that, you mm-hmm. know? It's yeah. it's crazy. So our friend, and I'm saying that jokingly, I don't know him, but Charlie Sheen, who had seemed to go away from the press. Um, <laughs> you guys remember like four or five years ago? Oh, when yeah. He was in ultimate crazy mode. Yeah, the win- hashtag winning thing. Yeah, winning, winning, <laughs> winning. And uh, drink Tiger's, tiger's blood. Tiger's blood. Right. And was that really Tiger's blood or just a protein drink? I've only seen two different things. I've seen two different things about it. So I have no idea. I'm pretty dang sure he wasn't actually drinking Tiger's I, blood. I wouldn't <laughs> think so, but anymore, I just like want to double check. Well, you know I, they make right. Tiger's blood uh, syrup for like those snow cones. It's the best flavor. Really? Yeah. It's What's like, it like? I don't know. It's like cherry or something. Huh. <laughs> it's really good, though. <laughs> so the with Charlie Sheen, I mean, he was the, the highest paid actor at the time on Two and a Half Men on that sitcom series. Isn't that crazy? Two really, million dollars an episode. Two million dollars an episode. Yeah, I crazy. I never even like, liked that show. I that never I, watched I, it. I, I didn't get it. I didn't. I watched know. it like every once in a great while, but like I was talking to my mom about that, and she's like, "I hated that joke." She's so <laughs> against anything that's like chauvinistic. Like she just can't handle it. Right. And I'm like, "Yeah, it was not." not Let's have good. mom on the show taste. too. That would be fun. My mom's down visiting one time. You and her tag team the, on the show. Was, yeah, she <laughs> that would be it. hilarious. Um, the yeah, the Charlie Sheen coming out as HIV positive. Was it brave? I, I I think anybody that does something like that, that personal, is taking a, a huge chance. I think that it doesn't come as a surprise based on what his behaviors were. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was basically being extorted by either a few individuals. He never clarified it. It went from, like, an individual, and then it went to plural, mm-hmm. and then I was like, are you name butchering? <laughs> Are you getting your fat? Is it plural or is it an individual? He finally qualified it as million. He was paying millions of dollars every year to keep people quiet about his status. Right. So. Um, I don't know the, what are your feelings about it? Well, the first, my first reaction was who cares? Is this really news? <laughs> no, I agree. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I mean, really, I, think I had the same reaction as you did, to be honest. I just, I didn't really see the point of him have, of, and the Today Show just made this huge, big thing about it, and I just didn't get it. And Matt Lauer, the other thing, I didn't really think the interview was really good. I thought Matt Lauer was seemingly very judgmental and sort of. Just, yeah, he just seemed like he was judging him. He was. It was very, was. the tone was like, okay, I don't understand why you feel like you have to be on your high horse here. Like, no one deserves to get HIV no matter what your behavior is. Just, you know, it just, it didn't make sense. And he felt like he was judging him, which was, And it could yeah. be, it could be uh, the same thing with advocating for any I don't, I don't want to call it like a minority group or anything like that, but right. a lot of people live with HIV and like everyone was super excited when Magic Johnson came out and just, you know, it really disclosed. Changed the yeah. Well, the big thing about that was that everyone just thought it was like a homosexual disease. Right. It's like, okay, people obviously, you know, no, right. you know, right. it's not how this works. Um, and so that was what was so major about Magic Johnson and that caused a huge movement, right? It did. So, you know, everyone, if anyone thinks of a celebrity with HIV, I, the only person I can think of is Magic Johnson. So if mm-hmm. we can add one more person to that, mm-hmm. uh, who hopefully he doesn't pull a Caitlyn Jenner and <laughs> you know become a horrible spokesperson for his disease. Not oh god, okay, I didn't mean to refer to 
That was bad. Yeah, I did it. Yes, yes, you not, said it. No, okay. I was talking about Charlie we, Sheen. Is uh, his? Yeah, okay. That was, was I want to get you program. on a pronoun now. But I was saying that Charlie Sheen has a disease, and I didn't want to make that sound like I was talking about Caitlyn Jenner having a disease. No, it's absolutely not. Completely separate issues here. Right. I'm just saying, like, when some when you have to deal with something. In this case, he's dealing with HIV. You know what I mean? He could potentially be an advocate for the disease, just like Magic Johnson is, mm-hmm. potentially, right? Absolutely. So there could be something positive that comes out of it. However, Mike and I are probably sitting over here like, okay, well, we know Charlie Sheen, and we know how he's been in the past, so we don't hold high hopes for him coming yeah. out and being like, you know, people, you shouldn't be terrified of this, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it doesn't have to be a death sentence, and, you know, maybe we can create more funding for AIDS research, but. Right. I mean, I know where I was feeling old is I didn't even know what PrEP was, that medication that's out there for people that engage in risky behavior. Right. Um, you can now get a pharmaceutical called PrEP. I guess that's what happens when you've been married for 14 years. You're not, you know, <laughs> you're not as up on those kinds of things. But the I, there is a medication that people that are sexually active can take and I would assume it would go both ways um, in terms of just male or female. I'm sure it's more geared toward male. I don't know that for a fact, but it's called PrEP. So there, there's really no reason for new instances of HIV, in, in my opinion. There just well, that isn't. Doesn't, that drug doesn't cause you to not ever contract it or um it, it, it just helps prevent, it helps prevent the possibility. No, no, right. but I was going to, my further statement on oh, it okay. wasn't because of the drug, but it was oh. because after like 20 years of like education and knowing what high-risk behaviors are and continuing to engage in high-risk behaviors, I guess to say there's no reason that it should be happening, I just find it so hard to believe that somebody with the knowledge they're giving them in schools, and hopefully they are giving them in, that in schools. It's like use a condom. And- yeah, yeah, wrap it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> wrap it up like a bun tightly. So, I mean, do whatever you have to do to make sure to stay away from that. And th- the progress that's been made with that disease has been leaps and bounds. Leaps a lot of people bounds. never think that that would ever happen to them either. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, like. I can imagine, you know, you meet someone, you use a condom, you're on birth, as a woman, you're on birth control, and you get to a point in your relationship where you've built trust with each other, and you've, you know, I'm on birth control, so maybe I'm not going to be using a condom anymore, and you trust that you're monogamous with that person, and you trust that they're telling you that they don't have HIV, and then you find out that they do, and you've contracted it, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that can happen. And then, of course, there's drug users with the needles and, you know, that kind of stuff, and, you know, if... I could have easily been one of those people who like got in a long term relationship and like never said, okay, I need you to go get drug tests or um, get STD testing and show me your results. Right. Absolutely. So, on that note, we need to take a break. Folks, stay tuned. You're on Big Daddy Radio here on ESPN 1700. We'll be right back. I see I'm too late. Got nothing in my brain. Here every Wednesday at two o'clock. We can be contacted by going to bigdaddyradio.com. You can contact us for many reasons. If you have topics that you want to hear about or things that you want us to touch on, or maybe you disagree with something that we've talked about on the panel, hey, we're open to it. We love the feedback from our listeners. We're very humbled by it. 
And, um, you know, if you can support, Amanda does mortgages, Michael does social media, I'm a real estate agent. I mean, we're here for you, totally. And we do this one one hour a week to bring you the most current events that we, we think are trending. And what's great, guys, is if you really kind of watch, we're pretty much on point with what's trending. Mm-hmm. We're usually yeah. right on or right there. I'm really proud of all of you guys. I couldn't do it without you. And so thank you both for being such a big part of the show and everything we do. Um, the we were talking about, and I want to close the door on Charlie Sheen. I think he's got enough <laughs> press already. Yeah. Um, just know, like, could his exes sue him? There are uh, laws that are on the book. It would be very hard. It'd be a very hard case to prosecute anybody um, for intentionally inflicting you with HIV. And the reason is because, and this you is have just to read their minds. Yes. From a layperson's perspective, with a legal background, not practicing, just to be clear, um, from a layperson's perspective and from a legal perspective, you have to have intent. And intent has such a high threshold Mm -hmm. to be able to prove. I mean, you'd have to be able to prove that he intentionally, wantonly, willfully, with malice, infected these people and as much as he's a crazy man i can almost assure you that would be the last thing that he did or so wait can i clarify that so there's no law again like if i knew that i had hiv and i had sex with someone there's no law that i have to legally disclose to them there's only a law against purposefully infecting them right i I don't know kind of ridiculous right yeah the public health uh, forums will tell you that you should disclose. Like if you got your test back and it came back positive, health practitioners would tell you you should get in contact with all of yeah. your partners, et cetera. Right. Should uh, whether pe- yeah, I mean, whether people do that or not, you know, right. is a whole other thing. It's kind of crazy. I'm amazed in my lifetime what I've seen. I've lost people that are very close to me um, from HIV, mm-hmm. and you know, one of my best friends back in '95, but the. It's there's been so many advancements on the medical front and the medical arena. It's so good to not be driving down the street and seeing all your peers. And I, I really mean this. If you would have been in Hillcrest in the late 80s, early 90s, it it was tragic. It was yeah. tragic. I mean, if you were to go out and see it, it was horrible. These people were suffering. So um, I'm glad they made the medical advancements they have. So anyways, yeah. based on that. Let's talk pop culture some. Let's go back to our regular fun stuff. But I just wanted everyone to know that our hearts and our prayers are out for all the people in Paris, all the people in Beirut, Beirut and all the families that are, are afflicted by this, mm-hmm. including to this day, all, everyone who's been impacted by 9-11. That hasn't gone away. 14 years later or not, it's still very heavy in my mind and when you think about like how Amanda was saying it's hard to imagine on our soil which I agree wow how shocking that was I remember watching those things on TV thinking it was like a movie trailer or something right I couldn't imagine that was live time happening in in the US so are you watching American Horror Story who's up to date I am I'm, up to date. Are you? I'm one behind. One behind. Ah, I'm yeah. one behind too. Well, how far up? Are, what do you think of the show this season with Gaga on it? I'm curious. I like Gaga. You like her character. Yeah. Have you watched it enough 
to see how her character developed. I think I'm missing maybe one or two. Have they fully developed her yet or no? Well, who knows? But I think she. I think the last episode, which I'm not going to tell you anything because I don't want to. Like we spoil waited for you anything. with Madonna, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I feel like this adds an extra little spin to things with her character. It's really interesting. The not this most recent episode, but I just watched the other one last night. Um, and it showed a softer side to her mm-hmm. with the um, with Liz, with Taylor with that Liz character. Taylor. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I like that about American Horror Story. Like their bad guys are never so bad that they're just purely evil. You can always find something to identify with. I agree completely. Like even the insane clown in uh, Freak Show. Freak Show. Like he had. Um, there's some really crazy sad story in yeah. his background or something. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, she, you know, she totally showed that softer side and like didn't turn him and like, you know, I was like, I like that that they always do that with like the main character or something. Right. But I thought that was interesting. And it is what I find interesting about the show is I had missed an episode a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. and then I watched the next episode. Uh-huh. But there are so many interweaving storylines on that that had I not been aware that I had missed the episode I don't know if there's so many things going on. I don't know. Maybe down the road I would get like, did I miss something? But I didn't get it immediately. And I think Ryan Murphy and that staff over there do such a great job with their writing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I have to agree. Do you guys feel, we got some comments back from viewers that American Horror Story is too dark. Not that it was vile, not that it, none of that. I, and I'm and I'm just kind of putting it all down by saying too dark. There were other comments, but well, again, it's a horror. It's a show that's supposed to be. It's 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 horror. You right. Know? I agree. I'm yeah. just wondering I mean, if you do. And it wasn't. You know, people weren't bashing. They were just saying, "Ah, oh, we get it. We tried to watch it. It's just we too loved, much for them. Yeah, yeah, we love to keep up with the show, but it's too dark and blah blah blah." Well, I mean, again, like some people don't like comedies or sit, like types of sitcoms, or you know, Amanda, you've talked to me in the past. You hate you hate like really cheesy. Uh, romantic romantic movies that are over the top. Like everyone has, has preferences. My She's... notebook girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I was like, that just told me volumes why I loved her even more. <laughs> um, the and I love the notebook, so it's perfect. But I'm kind of like romantic, mushy, dishy, dopey when it comes to that kind of stuff. I I feel like American Horror Story is not too dark. I don't know if I would want to watch like a marathon of it six in a row. That's just me personally, but. Well, at least without like lightening it a little bit. But when I say lightening it, I'm not a sitcom guy. I don't yeah. like sitcoms. Well, no thanks. When I think of like scary movies, they're either really dark and horrific, or they jump out at you and scare the crap out of you and give you a heart attack. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like just loud noises or whatever, which right. I freaking hate right. because of course it makes my heart race and then I'm like <laughs> scream or whatever, you know. And so that's what I like: the ones that are more sinister and more dark and more. Uh, interesting, if you will. Well, they have a, a more a plot. A interesting plot, yeah. exactly, that develops and that builds up something that really is more scary. I think that's much more scary rather yeah. than seeing some slasher, like no exactly. no brainer type yeah. of a movie. And there, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of gore, there's some blood and some nasty stuff that happens in American Horror Story, but on the other side of it, there's so much more deep plot involved. There's also a lot of glamour. Look at like how uh, the co- the costumes and the, like that Lady Gaga wears. I mean, some really high fashion and some other interesting parts to the, to that no, show. It's a I plus. love it. It's a plus. I just yeah. wanted to make like sure that I address everybody's things yeah. on there. Yeah, for sure. I, I personally, we we have a penchant for it. We really love it. We think it's great. Um, Amanda had recommended 
to watch the movie The Gift. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess I would say the same thing that you said. I don't think it's giving away anything. I think you might have some sympathy with the villain in this portion of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On I agree. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. You I don't, text you, don't you at see the one that point. until the end. No, no, so you got to watch it right till the end. It's called The Gift. And Who's in like, it? Uh, Justin Jason. Bateman. Or Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Thank you, name butcher. Me. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. There's also a movie that uh, that's from quite a few years older with Kate Blanchett called The Gift. I don't know if you're really? with Giovanni Ribisi. And, Maybe that's where I was getting it confused. And that movie was spectacular. It was, was she? Oh. Was she had this abilities to psychic Nam-Kath. abilities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, or, okay. And that movie was good. Oh, Katie Holmes was in that movie too. So now I know I wasn't crazy. Yeah. Or, a little less. So that's that, I was the gift is a good recommendation from Amanda. If you haven't seen the movie Ghost Town, I love that movie. I know it's crazy. Wes is like, if I hear you tell one more person to watch that movie, he's like, you. Well, I'm not somebody that like watches something and laughs out loud. I don't. That LOL is. If I ever put LOL in a text to somebody, I'll usually say. I really did laugh out loud at this right. because I feel oh, like. See, I use LOL as like. <laughs> there, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> like it's a habit. It so, you know, on that <laughs> note, speaking of, Sorry. we know coming up in March, which <laughs> doesn't it seem like the time just flies? I can't believe Thanksgiving's next week already. I know. I can't either. Um, the coming up in March, Graham March, which is an initiative that Heather Shockey, who is a dear friend of the show, um, she's going to try to come down and talk with us. She's definitely going to call in. Be sure to go to grammart.org. It's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-C-H.org. This is like the third year that she's doing it, and she really needs your support. It's growing like rapid fire compared to the first year, and I think Amanda, having a a baby coming up, hopefully a couple, but let's start with one. Um, you know, what she's doing is she's trying to get these kids are writing papers like they talk in text messages, like yeah. LOL or you are. I mean, they're getting away from proper grammar, proper syntax. And she said it was just something that was driving her crazy. And she was in the shower one morning and it just hit her like, wait. Next month, Grandmart, Grandmart, I can get this. So pause, ponder, prose. We give a shout out to Heather Shockey. We love her. Amanda, have you met her when she was down here or no? No, and I, I in fact, don't have any idea what Grandmart is. Okay, so you definitely check it out. Okay. You, you'll be, you are somebody who I think would be 100% behind it. Yeah. I'd be shocked well, if you weren't. me and my girlfriends, like, screenshot our friends from high school because a lot of, like, well, I'll be general. A lot of them cannot spell worth a crap. And so, like, me and my girlfriends will screenshot Facebook posts sometimes right. and, and share, share them, them together in our group chat and be like, find all the spelling errors, right. and we'll just laugh about it. And on that note, <laughs> we, I'm going to have to start doing that because, man, there's some oh, real yeah. bad ones out there. Yes, there are. All right, folks. We love you all. We hope you all have a safe week. We will be back next week live here on Big Daddy Radio, ESPN 17. Go to BigDaddyRadio.com, leave us your comments, or if you want to be connected with any of our panelists, do that as well. Really, have a safe week, and we'll see you soon.